Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the General Hospital recap for June 12th through 16th. Today we are recording through Zoom because Amanda's got a, oh, I can't think of a clever name right now, but she's got a little, (laughs) she's tired from Taylor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, it's there's such a thing as a taylor swift hangover i wasn't drinking it was just like sensory overload and i said something to my daughter this morning and she was like i feel the same way like again she obviously wasn't drinking and she's like i'm just so tired but like it was a good experience tired i don't know how to explain it and i was Did like you yeah. after your wedding like you weren't expecting it to be so exhausting. And then the next two days, you're like, why can't I move? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like you had a great time. You you were, you know, yes, it was more of an effort and a little bit more energy than normal, but it wasn't at the same time. Right. You know, you're like, I'm just, it's something different today. And then the next day you're like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. And I did not get drunk at my wedding. I could hardly get a drink to begin with. At one point <laughs> I was just like, can someone please just get me water? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Nope. I. That's just how I feel. Like I woke up this morning. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to text Shannon and say, can we please zoom? Cause I don't think I can put the effort into like getting all ready to drive over there. You don't even have to get all ready for me. And you know that. I, I feel like brushing my hair and, you know, brushing my teeth and putting teeth on something. Would, more I would, I appreciate okay. the teeth effort. Yes. The <laughs> teeth and deodorant I am good with, but like you can come in sweats or whatever. <laughs> All right. So we had a couple Port Charles pipelines. Okay. Uh, Samantha Nolan. Hi, A&S. <laughs> no, I, I got like a that. shortcut. Or a, I know how you like these little tidbits. I watched the 70s show Emergency. It makes me feel that I am with my grandparents because they watched it every Saturday night when I spent the nights with them. I miss those days. Aww. 
that's kind of why I like Matlock and all that stuff. Like I remember watching that. I mean, obviously that's how I got into GH too, but like there's, there's a lot of TV. TV is such a connector, TV and music, you know, they really, really are. And yet let's cut the arts programs. Okay. (laughs) So I saw an episode with a young, gorgeous Leslie Charleston. She plays a magazine reporter two years out of college and is all about women can do anything men can do. She was a pain and played the role perfectly, of course. And get this, she had a necklace with a white dove hanging from it. It looked just like the earrings Spencer got for Trina. One of the earrings. Were those earrings? Oh, yeah, they were earrings. I thought that they were kind of like, you remember in Home Alone 2, they had the turtle doves? Yeah. Home Alone 2, that's what I thought it was, was like you give one to somebody and you keep the other one. When they're together, they're together. Oh. Were they earrings? I thought they were earrings. They might have been earrings. Okay. I freaked out. If you want to see a pic, go to um, IMDb, the TV show Emergency, season two, episode nine. nine. The name of the episode is Women. As Lucy would say, ta. <laughs> Sam. And I did look up the picture. She is gorgeous. And it's the 70s, you know, long, flowy hair. So, um, yeah, go look that up. She's, I mean, she's still so cute whenever she's, whatever age she is now. So Right. And then we had another one from Janelle. Hi, ladies. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. I've been a General Hospital fan for years, first starting to watch it with my mom and grandma when I was a youngin, like yourselves, and have periodically taken breaks over the years. I recently got back into the show full time and was looking for a podcast that would do recaps of prior episodes I missed. Your podcast has been a godsend and a delight to listen to. Thanks. We should record this though sometimes because we seriously get the cheesiest grins, guys. Like this really makes us like our hearts so happy. I'll say my heart so happy, but I think I'm speaking for Amanda's too. Uh, yes, you can speak for me. Okay. YouTube is such a wonderful thing. So many dedicated fans who create amazing playlists has allowed me to, quote, catch up on storylines when I've been unable to watch on a regular basis. That's right, YouTube. Give them a break. <laughs> I'm just like Shannon. I, too, will shed some tears watching this show. I get so invested in the characters and sympathize with them. If there is something sad going on, I'll cry. Tissue box is right next to me on the couch for such instances. Hey, she had one of those. <laughs> your episode 201, Family Reunions Are Not the Place to Find Your Next Lover, <laughs> cracked me up. I have a real world example of this. Oh, no. All right. So hold on. I need to get my chart. Well, make my chart. Okay. <laughs> so we have Janelle, and she doesn't say it, but I'm assuming in hubby. Okay. So his brother, because it's her okay. brother in law sister my brother-in-law's sister so wouldn't that also be but i guess not if there's no it wouldn't be your sister-in-law but like my brother-in-law's sister is also my sister-in-law no it would be like my sister's husband is my brother-in-law but his sister is not my sister-in-law oh yeah okay yes 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 yes. so my sister-in-law's husband's sister Yes. yes okay cool Thanks for working out. Who is her sex? Oh, hold it. Met her husband. So she loves hubby. Who is her second cousin? Oh, wow. At a family reunion. Wow. They are still married and she hates it when anyone mentions it. (laughs) I'm sure she does. I just laugh because she's the one who did the deed. I tell her you can't be offended when people do a double take. This isn't the 1800s. (laughs) I'm a huge Elizabeth fan. 
I think over the years, different writers wanted to take the character in different directions, and it's created this dichotomy of Liz that can be frustrating to many non-Liz fans. I was a huge liaison fan and hated it when the writers broke them apart for the entire Jake Doe storyline. I could write paragraphs on the subject alone, but won't because in the end, I turned it into a Frizz fan. Yeah, I think many people, I don't want to say abandoned Jason, but they were like, nope, this was worth it. Yes. Seriously, Franco, after the tumor was removed, smiley face, was the best thing that happened to Liz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember one line in particular that Franco said to Liz early on in their friendship relationship. They were in the hospital and he said something like, if Jason doesn't know how great you are, beautiful, kind, and generous, he doesn't deserve you. And in the end, that was it. Jason, Lucky, and Nicholas did not realize what they had. I loved both actors in their respective roles. I think that Roger H. brought a playfulness to Franco, and I think that allowed Becky room to improvise as well. We did see her loosen up. Yes. It seems like with the other actors' characters Becky has been paired with, that side wasn't allowed to be portrayed on the screen. Even when there was a serious conversation going on between Liz and Franco, Roger and Becky were able to add a level of improvisation to their actions that always had me smiling. Yeah, because we really only ever saw that with her and the kids. Like you saw that softness and playfulness when she was with the boys or any child, um, but you didn't see it with her and her relationships. I'm kind of that way with my husband. Like I've never been like, he's just goofy. (laughs) (laughs) In a good way. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I ever joked around. Uh, Lastly, Shannon, I know you're a huge JPS fan. Have you seen him in Supernatural? No, I have not. I've actually never watched Supernatural. He plays a great villain character in that show. You should check it out sometime. If I remember correctly, his character is in season seven. Anyways, thank you in advance for all of your recaps, Janelle. Aww. And I love that people give us the seasons of these things. <laughs> that we're not searching. Right. Right. Yep. So that was, yeah, that was it. It was fun. I love getting, getting fan, fan input. Yes. Do you have anything? No. Okay. So Hulu headlines. Sonny and Nina are interrupted. Okay. Yeah. Finn questions Tracy's story. Mm. Austin cautions Ava. Yeah. TJ assesses a patient and Chase is caught off guard. On Tuesday, we were preempted. On Uh Wednesday, Gladys is anxious. Jordan suppers a need in friend. Drew updates Carly. Curtis celebrates his birthday. Yes. Cookie's coming to join me because you're not here. Well, I mean, she does typically curl up on you, but I think that she's just... She misses me. Hi, Cookie. Thursday, Spencer delivers a gift. There she is. (laughs) (laughs) Nina is a bundle of nerves. Sunny questions Gladys. Did he though? No. Is this your phone? That yes, that is a question. You are correct. Ava senses an opportunity. And on Friday, Cody seeks Sam's help. Olivia weighs an important decision. Sasha checks in on Willow. And the quarter mains are left reeling. Yes. I wish that they had found a musical phrase instead of saying reeling that they could have used to describe that moment. Like they're thrown off key or something like that. And then we'd have been like, what the heck? And then, yeah. Oh, so where do you want to start? Oh, I don't, I don't know what jumped out at you this week. I feel like I started last week. There's so much. Okay. So I did put a side note that I want to do a deep dive on all the fake brand of products sometimes. Cause there was a ton of them in Carly's kitchen. Ah, and I know at times like we have 
like with the um, vending machine and everything. I've done the zoom in of what they are, but right. I don't know. Um, I guess Joss and Dex were fighting about what him watching out for Sonny and that he basically cares. You're right. You know, and then Michael and Carly come in and they're like, oh, they're fighting. <laughs> right. Carly's like, but I think he's going to win this one. Well, yeah, because it's his life and he's going to decide what he wants to do. Right. They they are in a relationship, but she does not get to control him. So does she know that, though? Uh, I mean, again, she's a, a young woman. So I feel like she likes to fight that urge. But at the end, she always says to him, I'm not going to tell you what to do or I I don't know that she says I'll respect your decision, but like I'll live with your decision. She says it, but then five seconds later, she's back to it. Well, sometimes it's hard to respect people's decisions when they're doing the wrong thing, in your opinion. She really doesn't like Sunny. No. But you would think after like the conversation she had with Carly last week, she at least would be like, okay, this is safety for... Right. And if for her my biggest sister. issue is her sisters, right. then this is the best option for all of them. Yep. I feel like they did a good job of only having a couple things this week. Yeah, it really did all run together. Yeah, I, I like to be honest, I took notes, but I was not really interested until what it would have been Thursday, Friday. So they finally showed. So they had the nurse pick up the phone and said 10th floor, but she didn't say nurse's station. No, she did not. It's supposed to be 10th floor nurse's station. Yeah. But it was a call for Epiphany. Yes, that was sad. But I like that it brings Finn and Liz together. They, they were really cute this week. They were. They were. And it was, it kept you interested. Like it wasn't too much of them, even though they showed them playing the game and like flirting back and forth. But it was just enough to be like, oh, I remember like that stage of a relationship where you're not sure. And so you're flirty, but you don't want to be too flirty. And you say comments that lead you into like, yeah, we should hang out more or whatever. But yeah. I'm not going to be so bold as to say, oh, can we hang out or whatever? So. Yeah, I liked I liked them that this week because it gave you that oh feeling. And I like that earlier in the week they took that walk around and yeah. they were just talking. You know, it was just, hey, you know, I know you've got this much going on. And she's like, Yeah. And Bobby was mentioned again. And then while they were playing backgammon, she talked about how there's such the legacy of nurses that she has to live up to. Right. And he's like, Well, don't forget your Graham, you know, and I don't think she was, but she was just like saying also, you know, there was Jesse Brewer and Bobby and Epiphany and Yeah. There's a lot. But she wants to bring healing to the hospital after losing Epiphany and Nope. <laughs> she's gonna have to add to it and that just oh Yeah. It's gonna be hard, some hard scenes. It's, yeah. Not looking forward to it. But they were cute this week, so I really liked it. You yeah. told her the history of the game. See? Yes, that was so cute. Knowing she these nerdy it. things. Are you, she called him a nerd. And then she was like, are you just trying to throw me off my game by telling me all these details? Because she was on a hot streak. See, so. maybe that's my motive the whole time. Maybe. I have, I have facts to be able to deter people. I don't feel sure. like facts can deter people. They were really like their own separate story. They didn't lead into anything else. They were just so cute. Mm-hmm. I liked um, Chase at the hospital talking to Michael, like trying to avoid going to be around the Quartermain family because he's like, I want to be there for Brooklyn, but at the same time, her grandma scares me. And I yeah. want to be around that. And just not wanting to intrude. That was nice. How awkward, though, 
when Michael's like, well, Chase, have you ever thought about having kids? And he just did not, he changed his answer because a couple years ago, he had the whole conversation with Willow. He's yeah. Like, well, at one point I did talk to a girl about having them with her and, you know, you took her. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now those kids are yours. So. Right. So how's that going, dude? <laughs> right. I feel like that's an awkward question without him even being married. Like. Right. Chase like, is the- just got back to even talking to each other. Exactly. Exactly. Chase seems like the kind of person that would want to have kids and is so good with kids. But when he doesn't even have a prospective baby mother, baby mama just yet, like, why are we pushing this already? Right. I, I don't know. It's like saying to him, oh, are you going to buy a house tomorrow? I, I don't know, man. I have to right. get in the right headspace for that in the right stage of life. Mm. And then when Chase was talking to Drew, was it at the, it was at the PCPD, right? That he was interviewing him. And yeah. he's like, is the Metro court appropriate for business talk? <laughs> yes. Does anyone ever abide by where is or isn't appropriate? First of all, I talk about business everywhere. You know, it's like, yeah, right. if you're having right. a couple drinks with a friend, yes, you can sit there and talk about business. Yeah. Yeah. We're not in Sonny's business. We can have a conversation. It's okay. Oh, it's funny. The Metro Court was a hot spot for uh, Portia and Jordan. Whew. Yep. I like the way they played that out. They didn't, because sometimes they tend to drag storylines out. And so I was like, if this is going to be three weeks where they are constantly in the same area, but we're going to take three weeks before they're like, oh, wait, you know my brother. Oh, this is my. uh, And Zeke's sitting there going, I'm not going to tell. Should I tell? Should I tell? You know? Right. He's pretty much like, so I'm going to go tell. Um, Heads up. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it got to the point of like, how do you know my brother? Oh, we met at the bar. That wasn't a lie. There you go. Um, And then the awkward like comments that you don't know mean something like, oh, I'm sure he had you pinned down for hours. And Jordan just gets this look like, oh, not going to comment. She did thank Zeke for being a gentleman. She did. She did. But then he saw her leave with Taggart and mm-hmm. he was sitting he was sitting with Portia. No, he was sitting with Drew. And he's, he's like, I think, with I, Drew. He's I, like think I, I just saw, saw my ex brother in law. Yeah. Oh. Taggart. See, you know, that that first week you were like, Oh my gosh, she really like got me and I wasn't feeling it. But this week I was feeling it whenever he was so drunk and just like, yeah, let's get another drink. And Jordan's like, it's 11 a.m. and you're already smashed. Come on, let's go upstairs and have some coffee and talk it out and stuff. I, yeah, I really liked that. I just like that she told him, like, Trina's not going anywhere. That girl adores you. Knock it, not knock it off, but you know, like, you really do have to, right, get that, I guess. And I feel like Trina has done a really good job of making that clear. Like, you're my dad. You're always going to be my dad. She, It's not like she suddenly turned around and was like, daddy, to Curtis. And right. acted like Taggart was a stranger or something. Right. Or that even Portia's trying to, or Curtis. Nobody is trying to push him out. You know, Curtis, I think they had they had the conversation. Like, no matter what. Right. We're going to figure this out. Like, you're, I'm not going to replace you. Portia's not doing that. Right. You no. She feels like crap for lying to people about who the father of her daughter is for 20 years. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I mean, I definitely understand why Taggart is 
upset like that has to be a blow but at the same time I I hope I hope this is just to convey the feelings to us now but then he flips out of it like soon if this turns into like a drinking problem or something I'm going to be upset because I feel like everyone's done a really good job of saying we're going to keep things how it were how it had been forever and that Trina honestly feels that well, Riel did share with us that he has had addiction issues in the past. So maybe that might be something that gets brought in. That's true. I mean, I don't think that this is an exact situation that he has dealt with in real life. He, he did not share that with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he did share with us in our interview that um, that part didn't. Yeah. He said like there was a couple things that yeah. he had to deal with and work to overcome. So maybe that'll be part of there it. Too. There you go. Um, how about so, the present that Trina gave to Curtis? That was sweet. She gave him a macaroni frame. <laughs> it's like, you never got any of my art when I was a kid. So here you go. Some handmade art from me. Maybe we can get a picture to put together. I am so thankful that Marshall pulled aside Stella and was like, you need to slow oh, down. My gosh. It like, was- I know you're excited. And like she said, I've been surrounded by boys forever. Well, who we yeah. got a girl. But right, and it's Marshall's like you need to knock it off. Yeah, um, it's great that she's excited. It's Trina because she is such a nice girl and everything. But it was like, like Trina had never met them before. Right. Um, and I, I we had made the joke before whenever you and I were confused by Stella saying "kid" or "kid," but I said that country song. Let me introduce you to my kinfolk. That's all I could think this week whenever she's like here come here meet marshall but like she knows marshall what are you doing why are you like right and she knows him pretty well probably not better than you but right right she does they have a relationship it's not just hey yeah it's like no he's your grandfather okay that doesn't change that they liked each other beforehand calm down and uh, she just kept reiterating everybody's relationship and Trina's like yeah I I know I can do like family who's who but I'm here because I care about Curtis and it's his birthday not because he's my biological dad right oh but then Portia laying into Spencer even more and good for Spencer for maintaining a level head right like what does she expect him to say oh I'm sorry because I'm young I should just be like okay Esme you take care of this baby on your own and I don't care even though it's my brother like how can you at all look at that situation and be annoyed by it and she just keeps saying oh Trina deserves more Trina deserves more no if Trina's okay with it then it's fine and if we do the math because we believe that Portia's like our age like a little bit older, like maybe a year or two. So she was just a little older than them. Yeah, she can't be too, too old because her and Curtis talked about having a baby. Yeah. Remember when when they were planning their wedding and stuff, They he said, what do you think of more kids? And she was like, oh, I'd be open to that. Yeah. So she has to still be, you know, relatively young as much as we feel really old, <laughs> relatively young to be able to, to think that that's going to happen naturally or whatever. So yeah, like you're balancing co-parenting because that's what you have to do. I don't, it just to me. And would she feel better if he just abandoned his brother and yeah, let I, him just not have, if she doesn't like Esme, you know, and yes, right now Esme is good, right. but like she should have. I just thought, yeah, I, I just don't understand it at all. Like if, 
if your son came home tomorrow and was like, oh, yeah, I'm dating this girl and she has to help take care of her younger sister because um, the dad isn't around and the mom's crazy, would you be like, oh, my God, no, you can't date her. She should be able to give more time to you. Right. Like, right. You would be like, oh, that's a really nice, responsible girl. That's so good that she cares about her family, blah, blah, blah. Right. But because it's. It's, I don't know, it's very sexist of Portia. Like, what are you doing? Well, and, you know, it shows his dedication to his family, which you want in a right, partner right. for your child. Yes. It would be more concerning if he was sitting there complaining about what a drag it is to have a little brother that he has to take right, care of. Right, right, exactly. 40. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-mm. No, it's just, Oh, yeah. and then the last thing we see from Trina is, oh, he had to go to the daycare, you know? Right. And I don't think she... I, I mean, yes, it would be a bummer that he had to leave the birthday party and stuff. But again, she's supported him every step of the way. I don't see her being like, oh, no, you have to go get him. Right. I don't know. I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I'll be disappointed in Trina's character if this ends up being like a deal breaker for their relationship. If they switch her to not being supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was buying the kid a baby blanket first thing. Right. Yeah, that is going to be upsetting. Yeah. Did you love the scenes with Leo this week? <laughs> loved, 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 loved. So Leo was reading a book about insects from that, the, the photo art guy. Mm-hmm. Him and Cody just, Cody gets him. And I love yeah. that they're having somebody get him that's not part of the family because that must feel like such a comfort to Olivia. I'm not saying not to Ned, but to Olivia, because being your child's only person that gets them can sometimes be, you get my daughter, you know, my daughter, you know, you, but finding someone outside the family that cares enough to do that. Like yesterday we were at one of my uh, nephew's birthday uh, graduation parties because they're all next Sunday is the last one. I'm not ready for this. I know then they're all done. Anywho, but they're all, and they're 20. Most of them are in their 20s. You know, the last two are graduating now, but they still all go over and hang out with her. And then the one had his girlfriend there and she sat there and talked with her, nice. you know, and she was fine being by herself. She was just hanging out under a tree, but the girl went over and like sat with her and I was like, oh, I already really liked this girl before, but that just made me so happy because kind of back to the Spencer Trina thing, you know? That's going to happen with my son that right. he right. could wind up having someone that he has to talk about. And I can't remember if we've actually talked about this before, but I mean, we talk about my son's a really, really great kid, but he also tries to take care of his sister a lot. Yes. And I have to stop him because I'm like, no, you need to go be 21 because in 30 years, there's a good chance I'm going to need you to step up. Well, he knows that he has to find someone that's okay with that. Right. You know, and we don't know what the future is going to be. We all want her to be as independent as possible, but we do have to be realistic given yes. the way things are right now. The likelihood is he is going to, at some point, wind up being her go-to person. And if he marries somebody that isn't family okay oriented that, like that, yeah, that's not okay, mm-hmm. you know, but where Cody just like kind of came in, picked up on, picked up on it. And just loves the heck out of that kid. I know we heard him say that he did that horse camp and everything prior, but he was just so in tune with him. And Leo talked about him being in the hospital and he's like, we know your dad loves you. And he's like, well, my other dad loved me and he died. 
<laughs> right? You know, and Tracy comes in yelling at him and being like, thanks for telling me about my great nephew, nephew, Grand- grandson. Yes. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, where are we? <laughs> and then Brooklyn comes in and tells her to stop. Brooklyn is such a great advocate too, mm-hmm. because then she pretty much backs Cody up without Cody being there, which is always nice when someone backs you up without you being right. there. And then when Tracy came back and was like, okay, we really have to go. She stopped and looked at him with the glare, with the Tracy glare. Yeah. But then she stopped and looked at him. And there was something about that second look. I was like, is she just testing him to see, did she just realize, okay, no, no, no. He is really good for Leo. And is she just testing him for, is he strong enough for this and for my family? Because right. that is not easy. Right. But yeah, sorry. That was, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't like that scene at all. No. <laughs> but I did. I, I liked that. I like that Brooklyn pretty much educated her because somebody commented on something on um, Instagram. Let me, cause I did post the photo of the two of them mm-hmm. and said how much I love their friendship. I just liked how well the writing seemed to be for Leo, because like we've talked about with your daughter, she's very matter of fact and Leo being like, yeah, but my dad's dead and saying right. that's very, um, the the well he's in a coma and that means you're not waking up he's not even gonna know that i'm there it was like oh okay yeah that was spot on from my very limited knowledge but from how i know that you know their brain kind of thinks very concrete like that instead of i I mean i don't know in some ways i think that's better because here's the fact be done with it but um it was cute to see cody kind of try to back him out of that a little bit and be like, yeah, but there is the possibility that like, he's going to come out of this and then it's going to be okay. Blah, blah, blah. Like right. this is a medically induced thing and whatever. So, yeah. So somebody just commented great friendship until Tracy came in with her vilest attitude with no regard for Leo. And I just responded, but Cody had his back as a mom to an autistic daughter. Sometimes we need to educate family members. And a lot of the time it is the elderly ones that, need the most work on their understanding right there was something in the, and i did say this i was like there was something in that second look that tracy gave cody as she was leaving maybe she's testing him to make sure that he's strong enough for the family so i didn't like what tracy said to brooklyn though she was like oh you need a cowboy as a backup for your detective i was like man uh, calm yourself down uh, not her fault she's surrounded by attractive men okay and no, he's not. Hold on. No, there's no relation there. Because Ned wasn't anything to Dominique. Mm-mm. Okay. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So do we just want to stick on Ned? Sure. <laughs> Poor TJ. Can we give the kids some good news to deliver? Oh, my gosh. It's constantly bad news. And it's constantly people, like, trying to answer the question before it's happened. They're like, but what about this? What about this? And he's like, can I wake him up and we see what's going on first? Like, I understand he's, well, he's an intern right now. So he has to be exposed to the different areas right before he picks a, but he just jumped from oncology to neurology. Right, right. Like, do they really do that where there's not like a little bit of a general in between? So that way you can just, okay, let's go to the ER and fix some broken bones and get some x-rays before we jump into the next life-threatening I guess most of the things that you go to the hospital for could be considered <laughs> life-threatening, but you know what I mean? Like he hasn't given know. any good news lately. If you think of Grey's Anatomy, which I'm sure is a hundred percent accurate, because why wouldn't it be? But they follow different specialists on different days. Like in the, in the yeah. morning, they're like, Oh, you're a scientist. You don't even see him so. with anyone. It's just him. It is just him. They, they just <laughs> go in and be like, okay, guys, I got some bad news. Right. Right. But what did he say? Oh, where am I? Oh, Tracy continued to accuse Drew of, and then Olivia, so we're at the pool. We're at the Metro Court pool. Mm-hmm. Tracy's accusing Drew. Finn's like, no, he wasn't there yet. But then Olivia yelled at Tracy and Tracy did not even flinch. She did not give her a single evil look or anything. She was like, oh, all right, you're, you know, whatever. And Olivia threatened to kill her. Yeah. And yep. then they all wound up going to the hospital and Tracy asked Finn to neck on, check on Ned. He's like, I'm not a neurologist. And she's like, I don't care. And he's like, okay, then. Right. Uh, okay. I'll peek in on him. I don't know what you want me to do. Yep. But then TJ delivered the bad news to everybody and said about how he was going to, ha- they were going to have to put him in a medically induced coma, blah, 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 just to get, give his brain a rest and time to reduce the swelling yeah. and everything. I think that's what he said. Right. They were giving him some type of medicine that should help bring the swelling down faster okay i can't remember what they said it was but um and then it was like okay if it doesn't come down while he's in this twilight stage then they're gonna have to do surgery yep and then carly shows up and she had four coffees for herself olivia and brooklyn who's the fourth coffee for maybe Maybe it was tracy i was gonna say maybe tracy sure but then she offended olivia i I didn't like that scene because she's like, I'm here. I'm sorry. Like, I know we have some differences right now, but I'm here if you want me here. And then TJ starts to tell the news and she's like, well, I'm going to like, you know, respect your family and move over here. And Olivia's like, no, Carly, stay. And Carly didn't really say anything. Like, I know Olivia is in a heightened state and she probably just needs to yell at somebody, but that felt weird to me that she's like, oh, you're saying that that this is karma for Ned calling the SEC when he didn't call them, blah, blah, All Carly said was, yeah, Drew would help anybody. Yeah, I did. I agree. I think that that was a stretch, but I understand how Olivia got there. And I think you're right. In her heightened state, if she wasn't, if they were just saying they're talking like we are right now. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have. But she probably also was thinking the same thing of, 
well, am I so thankful that Drew still saved Ned despite everything that's going on? So then to hear even something that even though I, I truly don't think that Carly intended wow. to say it that or for it to mean that. Right. But I feel like Olivia probably was already thinking that. And then to maybe hear some kind of a hint of it from somebody else, she she went there. Yeah. You know? But I miss this Olivia. Like the Olivia that we have right now, because I love her. And we got her on the little fun adventure with Robert a little while ago. Right. But they had definitely toned her down. Yeah. They had definitely toned her down to just be like mom and wife for so long. And like, yeah, she ran the Metro court too, but they never showed her more than like yelling at a wait staff to change something or whatever. Right. So fighting for a pizza oven out, you know, that's so. Back to Leo, I wish that they would bring that into, because you need that to be an advocate for your child. You need that. And I wish that we saw that with her, but maybe we'll get there someday because Leo's still young. So there's still a lot of fights left for her to have. Right? (laughs) You can definitely consult for them for that. For right now, she is, um, I'm glad that, and I feel like where we're going, we're going to see it more because- they were able to, he didn't need surgery. They were able to bring him out of the twilight state. TJ's asking him, do you know what year it is? Do you know where you are? And someone said, Ned. And he's like, I'm not Ned. And I thought about this earlier in the week. And I was like, that is bonkers. They're not going to do it. Like there was something okay. that happened earlier in the week that I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. And then they're like, well, who are you? I'm Eddie Maine. Yep. Did you, Which, okay, what was your reaction? What was your reaction? Come on. They need to bring Lois back. That's That was my, my first thought. I'm like, okay, so Lois needs to show up. And like, kind of like um, when Laura was not remembering where her and Luke were and they did like the fake yep. wedding to try yep. to get her yep. to jog her memory. They need to bring Lois back so that he can be like, oh, wait a second. I know I'm not with Lois and this is our daughter that's now an adult, blah, blah, blah. And it can start jogging his memory. Yep. So hopefully her plane can actually make it this time instead of. Right. <laughs> so for those who have no idea what the heck Ned was talking about. Oh, I feel so bad for you. We're not going to be able to do it this week because we have part two of our fan spotlight with Rob, who I oh, I love him. It is such a great conversation and we had some serious audio issues that I thought were going to, we were, I thought we were going to have to redo the entire thing. And somehow I figured out the right mix of something that it doesn't sound too bad. Anywho. Yeah. So this week we will do, cause we didn't have enough time. That was, that was Friday's cliffhanger and that's a cliffhanger. That is, you know, so we obviously did not have time to research and write up Eddie Maine. But the next Thursday, we will have our Port Charles 411 all about Eddie Maine. So for those of you who are newer to the show and have no idea what the heck that is, who that is. Oh, I can't wait. You're in for a treat and hopefully some leather pants. (laughs) Can you bring my clothes to the hospital? I have to go buy some leather pants and then I'll be over. He just gave Chase his leather pants when he was doing that show, right? Yes. So he's going to be like, excuse me, Chase, may I have my leather pants back, please? Talking about Olivia, um, I liked that they brought back in her original, like she's very Catholic and she had a rosary yes. and she was praying and praying and praying. But I wondered 
if it was like a different writer for this week's like original script or what they did because there was so much talk about oh I'll pray for you oh I'll pray for this blah 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 and I mean I'm not upset by that but it just like really caught my ear and then when Sonny Griffin's coming back isn't he a neurologist who Griffin is he yeah maybe the neurologist priest yeah hold on baby because he took over for Patrick after he left Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yep. Right? Um, yes. But it would led me into then, Sonny was talking to Nina about, I think there's an opening for the church in the fall. And this is just like a random like question that pops into my head. But they always portray Sonny as he's Catholic also, like he had the Catholic upbringing. And if you're Catholic and you get divorced, you have to get an annulment before you can get married in the church again. So I would just like to see, like, how many annulled marriages he has. Like, who does he know that he's getting through that process so quickly to constantly be like, yeah, let's get married again. Okay. He could not be getting married Catholic, though, too. But they always act like that church is. The church that he goes to. I don't know. Because it's called, like, St. What is it? St. Angelo? St. something? Something. St. something. I don't know what saint it is, but St. something. Could also just be the only church in town. Could. It could. I just, again, because they were like, prayer, 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 I was like, huh, I wonder if anyone's ever thought of this question before that, you know, we just act like Sonny can do whatever he wants, but that's definitely not accurate because he does not get to just get married in the Catholic church 400 times over. So, but that led me to the favorite part of this week whenever Nina took off her ring because she knows that they're going to be done. Yep. But I still didn't like the way even though that she acted though, like when they were talking about, oh, there'll be an opening. She was like, if I marry you. And he was like, what do you mean if? It should be if you'll marry me. Right. Exactly. And well, and before that, though, earlier in the week, they once again discussed their past and all the things that they have been through. I'm going to take a nap while you tell us about this. But she was actually rational when she was talking with Ava. Yeah. Like when she was going through the, yeah, no, he's he's not going to be okay with X, Y, Z. You know, she was very level headed. Not unemotional, but not the hysterical that we see her be. Right. And then she went to see Sunny like right away. Yeah. It was very odd. It was. It was. But then Ava was there because she had had a conversation with Austin. Yeah. And we had forgotten to talk about this last week. Yes. Yes. Mason mentioned Olivia Jerome. He did. He did. So we are very soon, I believe, going to have to do a 411 about her because we're talking about her. They're talking about her, but he said that wasn't the connection that he cared about. He said, I don't care that you're a Jerome. I'm here for your Sunny connections. And that's when she was like, yeah, I can't help you with that. Sunny and I aren't friends. And Austin keeps pushing her like, no, you don't understand. These people are super bad. And she just keeps saying over and over again, you don't understand. I have no context to get information on Sunny. We do not talk about his business. He does he not leave. no idea that Avery was from a one night stand and not a relationship. Right, right. Like, come on, hello. Yeah, pay attention. Like in the fought for custody and whatever. Like, you just know if you've done any research, you know that him and Ava are not some lovey-dovey couple that she could possibly have access to his stuff. 
I was very upset that they had him basically tell her that her life would be better without Sonny because I know that we're not sure what to even still think of Austin. At least I don't, you know, it's still kind of, he's still kind of a weird character. We're still trying to figure out, but he loved Maxie and the kids. Right. I feel like he's the kind of guy that would ever want the father of a child to die. Right. You know, but that's basically what he said was, yeah, no, 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 no. Sonny's not going to go to jail if Mason gets his way. And that's when Ava's like, oh, he's going to kill him. But then Austin's basically like, well, wouldn't that be okay? Right. And she's like, no, I do not want my daughter's father to be dead. Like, what is wrong with you? But then he said to her that she says mean things that make him want to hear her say more mean things. And he compared her to a cocktail. (laughs) And it was adorable. It was adorable. I need to know if she was the one that came up with Ava's martini of martini like obsession or if it was something the writers did yeah yeah or she was just like no this woman would always have a martini in her hand not always but you know right drink of choice always a martini um what else well cody asked sam to help expose gladys and she called spinelli and was like i know there's not always footage that's readily available but you could find something somewhere i'm sure yep well, speaking of Spinelli, Diane and Alexis on Friday were talking about, they got into Bitcoin and digital wallets and stuff like this. And they're talking, talking, talking about how there's digital evidence and how they could find it. Why did Diane not say, let me just call Spinelli. Diane right. loves Spinelli. He does. Exactly. But maybe because he'd get the information illegally, it wouldn't be admissible in court. Yeah, but he doesn't work for Sonny anymore. That doesn't mean that what he's doing is legal. No, 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 no. I know. But it's it's not like she would have. And Sonny was one of her clients. So there's that too. Aw. Katie just brought me a cinnamon. No. Don't, oh. don't pay attention to the stickers. Oh, like a cinnamon wine slushie? That'd be like. <laughs> That's all the only stickers they have. Okay. Should have waited. We could have had wine slushies in the pool later. You know, I was going to get more. We could get more. <laughs> I only had a skinny bagel this morning. So this will be great. There you go. It is 12.14 and my husband just brought me a wine slushie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how editing goes later. <laughs> Was that it? We'll be done soon. Okay. Do you need me for it? Uh, Hold on one second. Okay. Hold it. Am I muted? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nice ceiling. Thanks. I took that opportunity to get a sip of my Dr. Pepper because... I need some coffee. Oh, I took the pleasure of answering a Ken Schreiner post last night. He was torn between which soda to choose. Oh, I let him know that Amanda said Dr. Pepper and Shannon said seven up. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, oh, we were talking about Spinelli. Yeah. But yeah. I just thought it was weird that she wouldn't have even thought. Right. At least ask Spinelli to make it more clear. Cause she, very readily admitted she had no idea what they were talking about or how all this works but, so, so the, like, the police use informants so they use criminals and Sp- Spinelli's not even a criminal he's just really good at finding stuff I don't know I don't know I feel like that there would be something I feel like there would just be like a solution there that she would be able to correctly use Spinelli without it being unethical or you know what I'm saying yeah but at the end, she asked Alexis to join her. She's like, we have to exercise sometime. And Alexis it like, reminded me. 
it reminded me of us that you would be like, let's go exercise. And I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun. And then she was like, Alexis said, I know someone who broke a bone playing pickleball. Like, I'm not doing this. And Diane's like, well, we can do yoga. And she's like, no, that that still doesn't sound like fun. I don't want to do that. She said, we can go to a trapeze class. Carolyn Hennessy does the trapeze. That's awesome. And she's very good, but she has one in her backyard. That is awesome. That is not, so I have Ariel Silks on my 50 before 50 list. Ah. That's something I want to do. And a friend of mine was talking about it earlier this week. She goes, I don't know if you've ever seen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's on my list. And I was like, so I'm not trying to crash your event with your other friend, but if you should happen to want more people to come, feel free to ask me. I'm like, if not, I'm just going to wind up doing it by myself. So I'll come and watch you. I'll take picture. Oh, but then I guess we could go back to Sasha and Gladys arguing about her guardianship. Yep. So do you think that that doctor is going to say no because he knows Gladys from the game? So he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll keep your sugar mama around for you by saying no, she can't get out of the guardianship. I don't know. I I really hope because he seemed to really like Sasha and he seemed to think that she was good to go. I think that he's going to use anything that Sasha because he said, tell me more about some of these, what she say? We butt heads sometimes. And he's like, tell yeah. me more about those. I think he will use those to his advantage in the game. Okay. But his name was Damon Montague. And I could not find if there was anyone with the last name Montague from the cast of GH. But Damon was Stuart Damon's last name. Yeah. Because they've been doing that a lot lately where they've been incorporating. Right. So I tried to Google and the only thing that came up was this guy. So if, if Montague is also a throwback to something non-Romeo and Juliet related, um, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess we'll know next week if it's Nurse Capulet. So there you go. But yeah, but no, that's what, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think he's going to use whatever it was that Sasha said against her, but could it wind up working in Gladys's favor? I thought about too, because what if, but I feel like that would be such right now, those two things are separate for him, right? Like his job. And his gambling, like his, his gambling hobby. But if he were to take the information that he's to manipulate someone in his game or to blackmail her for more money or something like that, like we don't know him well enough to know, would he actually risk his career for that? But you'd be risking your career for that. Right. Right. Cause she said, don't you need to excuse yourself? And he was like, no, this is totally separate one from the other. So I I hope he keeps it that way. Cause I do not want him telling Sasha no I feel like she's so ready or on the flip side could Gladys do something right yeah maybe she'll I don't find know out what the answer Gladys. is there oh but I feel like ev- so everybody was basically supportive of Sasha yeah so Nina wrote a very lovely letter that is fantastic that Nina and Sasha are where they are I don't like that they are having Sasha sit bedside to her best friend as she is trying to heal right and being like bringing this up yeah but if i had something really serious that you and i had to seriously talk about that i like but i wouldn't do it in your hospital bed like maybe in a month when you're feeling better and if you bring up but like for her to continually go in there being like you need to make this relationship you need to like that's just i don't feel like that's sasha right and I don't feel like that's their friendship, you know? I mean, right. she blew up her own relationship with Michael for Willow, yes. you know, for Wiley, 
for like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. No, I don't like it. It just felt like such an unnatural conversation. Like it would have been one thing if Willow said, oh, are you okay? Your eyes look a little puffy. And she would have said, oh, I asked different people to write me letters of recommendation. And one of them was so sweet. It really, you know, touched my heart and made me cry. And then if Willow would have said, oh, who was that letter right. from? She could have been like, eh, not your favorite person, but it was Nina. And this is what she said that made me cry or something. Like you Show can have being respectful of Willow's feelings. Right. Right. Like it's the same thing whenever you have a friend, like you, you may have a friend that I don't really like, you can still tell me what you and your friend did. I'm not going to be like, oh, gee, I hate that person. But you you're not like going to purposely. No, there's nobody I can think of in particular. But no, I can't think of a friend in particular. Most of your friends I end up becoming friends with. So we have similar tastes. But if there was one, you could talk about them, but you wouldn't purposely bring them up and be like, oh, you know that friend of mine that you hate? I'm going to sit here and tell you how wonderful they are. Not just that. I'm going to force you to be friends with them. Yeah. I'm going to be right. like, you know what, Amanda, I understand that they basically blew up your life and trying <laughs> to ruin your relationship and take your kid. <laughs> right. But I really think you need to give them a second chance. Yeah. No. Let's give Willow the respect that she has also provided to Sasha with. I'm never going to tell you not to be friends with Nina and not right. to have a relationship with her. She has told her that. Yep. But she, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just weird. And like you said, out of character for Sasha. If it would have come about the way that I just wrote the scene, that would make sense. But the way they right. did it seemed very forced. Right. And it would be different if, it would just be different, like, if Nina were there. Or if someone came in and was like, listen, this woman Nina wants to see you, and she declined, and Sasha was in there, and she maybe made a little heartbroken for Sasha, or Nina face, you know? yeah you're right for her to just come in and be like she wrote this lovely letter and this is the side that you don't know everyone has good sides right what do right. they say you are the enemy in somebody else's story like right. you are the villain in someone else's story no matter what kind of a good person you might be you are the villain in someone else's story yeah and that's okay not everybody has to like you can't tell people please for that though yeah i'm a recovering <laughs> people pleaser yes you are in process yes Anywho, but Sam straight up asked Gladys, are you trying to prevent Sasha from gaining her independence? Yes. Again? Yes. And Sonny basically said that he was going to support her as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Sonny, and that's where I don't understand. Sonny questions Gladys. She dropped her phone. Right. He's, he asked her why she was more obsessed with looking at her phone than saying, hey, how are you? And she was like, oh, I wanted to make sure my screen didn't crack. It wasn't really questioning at all. No. It's a very normal question. If right. your phone just fell. Yeah. Hey, is it broken? No. Oh, good. Very, very weird. But I like that that Sam questioned because she's, you know, better at paying attention. So she's like, hmm, yeah, Gladys, you seem like you don't really like this. And now with Cody asking her to prove that Gladys is a jerk, then mm -hmm. it all makes sense. Well, and that was the other thing that Sasha was basically telling Willow, you know, I was harsh on someone and now I have to give them a second chance. Cody and Nina are not the same. No, mm -mm. not even close. Right. You're, you're trying to give Cody a second chance because you wrongly accused him of doing something that he didn't do. Right. Everything that Willow is accusing Nina of doing, she actually did. Right. Right. Big difference. Yeah. I'm not going to like, and, and the thing is you cannot force a relationship out of guilt. No, it doesn't work. No. 
like Willow is not going to enjoy if she finally gets, I think we've talked about this like a million times by now that it has to be Liesl to be the yeah. one for that to happen because Liesl has not once, maybe once or twice, she has just mentioned what family she's in, like from. Yeah. But I could see that where Liesl and Willow start to form a friendship and then maybe she gets to see a different side of Nina, you know, something like that, but not, it's not yeah. going to be with my best friend sitting there as I am just trying to recover, guilting me into right. a friendship. And not, not even just like trying to recover, like, oh, you were in an I accident. I just made myself Willow. Like, <laughs> that's okay. You're trying to recover from a bone marrow transplant where you're in isolation and you only get to talk to people for a little bit each day because they can't have a thousand visitors in and out. And you're going to spend this precious time telling me how I need to forgive Nina. Just right. get out like, of my I way. almost died and I'm still actually not totally out in the clear. Can you give me a minute? Right, right. Can we talk about more fun things? And then after I'm officially cleared, then you can tell me this crap, okay? Right. right. Oh, we didn't talk about Carly and Drew. Drew told I was going to say that. I think that's the only thing that we had left. Yeah, he told her that he would go ahead and take the fall because um, Scout would be okay with her mom and Dante. And Carly's like, what is wrong with you? You cannot do this. I'm the one that messed up. I will take the fall. You're not going to do it for us. But then he mentioned, he's like, your whole family needs you. Your mom needs you. Ah, this is and, going to be so bad. Yeah. Like we talked, did we, I think we talked about it this week with Rob, but I think that we talked about it also on the show is we're pretty sure that they knew it was going to be soon with the way that they had the celebration of Bobby at the nurse's ball and things like that. But things like that, like, well, Bobby's so busy, you know, and right. then Carly or Bobby needs Carly. I don't think they expected because there's been plenty of times that Bobby has never been mentioned off screen. Right, right. Plenty. Right. But then she's like, well, the statute of limitations is five years. We can wait it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's already been one. So it's already been one because wasn't it about this time last year? Yeah. So, yeah, we're just wait a different way of thinking. That's for sure. Yes. Carly's always thinking. I'm actually checking my notes from last year. I should probably put, because um, I always put the first dates, but I don't put the year. Okay. But I think it was about this time last year, because last year I said, we forgot to talk about Carly's big extravagant trip she wants to take the family on. And that would have happened right around the same time that, yeah, the financial advisor the angel investor and everything. So it was about this time last year that she did it. So they only have four years left. Right. Running out of time, see, Carly. See, my notes come in handy. They do. I do think that's it though. Oh, do you think that's why they had Carly do that whole um, going down to Florida thing? No, because that made no sense. Because I just felt like that. Yeah, that was weird. Never mind. Ignore that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that is when she came back and decided to change her name to Spencer. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know either. All right. I think that that is it. Okay. Do, do, do. Reality check. Yours is more fun. Am I, does that mean I get to go first? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so last night was the Taylor Swift concert. Megan and I went. And we kind of made it like a whole event. I had a friend that is a cosmetologist come over and do our makeup and she did like fake eyelashes and like extra sparkly eye makeup and um then we had one of megan's friend's mom actually 
curl our hair and like we use sparkle hairspray and whatever and we had cute outfits and did all of that and it was a great show like you cannot say anything bad about her performances she has the late the bracelets that they hand out and it goes along with the different um music and stuff and That's you can so just cool. feel the energy it it was crazy like obviously you've been to the football stadium we were up in like the very highest level but you could feel the whole stadium shaking. Like I was like, they should have some inspectors in here tomorrow to make sure that these seats aren't going to collapse because it was like whenever you're on a bridge, you know, and you can feel it like waving and you're like, Oh crap. That was what it felt like being in the, up in the stands. Like you could feel the whole thing shaking. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. But, um, like I was excited that we went. I, I think I mentioned that we got the tickets by chance because one of Matt's friends bought tickets and then needed to switch to the Friday's concert. So sold them to me for a super good deal. But the girl sitting next to us, she showed up like after the opener had already started. And so um, everybody traded bracelets. I don't know if you've heard that, but that's part of like Taylor's thing for this concert was everybody made like the name bracelets, but instead of with the names, it's like quotes from the different song. And then they would trade with other people. So Megan and her, yeah, Megan and her were trading bracelets and uh, she was like, yeah, I'm just excited to be here. I, I didn't buy my ticket until six hours ago. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I'm from Michigan. And um, I just started driving and hoped that I'd be able to find a ticket so yeah I there was one single ticket here and so that's where I got into it and for a second it made me feel really guilty because um both of my other daughters wanted to go and I kept saying like I can't get you a ticket next to me so I can't get you tickets no matter what I even tried like you you I, probably could not have found that that could have been like a don't feel guilty about that well, what made me feel guilty because again, mom guilt, you have to feel guilty about well, yeah. something made me feel guilty until I was bold enough to ask her. So how much did you end up paying? And she was like, Oh, it was only $585. And I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have paid $585 to bring one of my other kids. So mom guilt gone. I had a friend who was, she went to Friday. They wound up getting, I guess they had originally bought their tickets for Saturday and then they wound up also going Friday. Oh, but wow. After the opener started, the ticket prices started to drop. Oh. So that 585 was probably also because after, and it was like after the first opener started, I think she said it was like after so many minutes, like they would just continue to drop because oh. they just wanted to get them sold. Right. So, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. So it was probably even higher. So you can, I would just about, I can't obviously guarantee, but I yeah. would say it was probably definitely a couple hundred dollars more. So don't, don't beat yourself up on that. Yeah. Well, like I said, when I heard five, whatever, I was like, yeah, no, the, the other girls would not have like, I'm not going to pay more for your ticket than I paid for my tickets. Right. <laughs> and they would not have enjoyed it. Neither. None of us would have enjoyed it. $587 uh, more, but are worth it. But yeah, it was, it was a great concert and just, to see Megan like light up like that I don't know it's kind of nostalgic for me because I think I mentioned before that I had taken her to concerts when she was younger and so whenever they started singing some of the older songs like her face lit up that same way and she was like screaming along and I was like oh there's my little girl like just a little glimmer of that cute little kid that I brought a couple years ago so yeah it was good 
but I'm exhausted. Like I said at the beginning, I'm exhausted. I feel like I was out drinking. There were so many lights and stuff flashing. And I had seen stuff talk about like you, your brain can't handle everything that's going on at once. So it like kind of is like an out of body experience. And I swear at the end when all the lights were going off, I was like, oh my God, this is too much. I cannot process all this. So it's not sensory friendly at all. Okay, cool. No, 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 not at all. (laughs) So, wow. But yes, that was our experience, but I'm glad that we went, but I'm also kind of like glad that it's done because it was so hyped up. Yeah. But but we basically shut the city down for a couple of days. They did. It was, it was Swiftsburg for the weekend and there were special drinks at all the different um, bars around that you could get. And, um, she said that she broke the record or like our attendance broke the record of any event ever held in Pittsburgh, like more than, um, any sporting event or any parade or anything. It, it was the most people ever for an event. So. Two days. so they probably counted the both days too. Not discounting that it's not, but I'm just saying like it was two days. I guess that even the fact that it was two days is a big deal because most artists don't get to play two days in a row. So there's been a I lot more than people probably know. I honestly don't know how they counted it, but um, yeah. yeah, they they told her that before she came on stage. So she like announced it and was like, thank you, Pittsburgh, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> well, and also, I don't know if you saw, but she also made a very generous donation to our local food bank. They wouldn't yes. say how much, but they said that it is definitely going to make a significant impact. So I think that's amazing that she did that. That is amazing. Yes, that's awesome. I like when celebrities give back. Yeah. So, and and just the whole Pennsylvania vibe because she's from Pennsylvania. So there's a couple songs that she sings that talks about like growing up or whatever. And so I don't know if even in the original songs it says Pennsylvania, but she like threw that in. So of course everyone's like, ah! right. But yes, it's a very good show. If you have the option, go and see it. That's my recommendation. If you have a limb to sell, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it messed up traffic. I think it was earlier in the week. They were like, if you do not have, like, if you can work from home on Friday, work from home. Yeah. And I'm like, when has that ever happened? I actually listed a house this week down by the stadium. Of course, we've been working on this house for months, finally ready to go. And all that stuff comes out. And so I was like, so we're not going to do showings until Monday. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Cause it would have just been awful. I lucked out because my brother works downtown. So he had a parking pass for me to use because I've been parking for all events is outrageous. But he told me that I could go in um, the normal way that you go to the stadium, like down the ramp that says North shore and it all wraps around if you've ever been in Pittsburgh, or I could get off an earlier exit and drive through the city and then go across the bridge and turn and I'd go right into the parking lot. And so I went that way. So it it was, there, no, there was a show at the Benetton, so there was some traffic there, but I, like, zipped across. Obviously, we left early because I assumed that there would be traffic, but I zipped across, got into the parking spot. I, of course, missed it a few times because I don't know the city that well, but even got turned around and back to where I needed to be. And as we were walking to the stadium, you could see the ramp that comes down, like, all the way up from the bridge on the other side. And I was like, Megan, do you see all those cars? That's the way it was telling us to come in. Like, we would have been in traffic for at least another hour if I had gone that way. It was crazy. So, but the police did really good at directing traffic and stuff. So, that is one thing I have to 
like, good job, Pittsburgh police. And there were so many ambulances and stuff in case something happened. So it felt very safe. You guys had great weather, though. It wasn't too hot. It was nice. And there was a breeze. So It was a breeze. Yes, I was so happy. Yes. It's funny. You mentioned that I've been to the stadium. I've actually only ever been inside the stadium once. So I went to a breakfast with Jerome Bettis one time. I've been down for like my holiday party last year was there, but I've only been to one event at Heinz Field and it was actually the first event at Heinz Field and it was the NSYNC concert the year that it opened. Oh, that's cool. And it just occurred to me that I also went to the first event at the PPG Paints Arena because that was Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. I went to the very last event at Three Rivers Stadium because that was also the NSYNC concert. Oh, your and so that's why you were like, most don't do two nights. I'm like, they always do. So if they sell out one night super quick, they always add a second show. Oh, okay. So like that's Paul and sync, like all of them Rolling Stones have done that. Like a bunch of them, a lot of them do that. Not all, it's not like a rule, but most artists, um, if they have like a Saturday night show, then they'll throw on Friday. Okay. Um, or vice versa. I can't remember, but whatever. Um, so yeah, so I went to the first event at the can so we just need pnc park to be rebuilt and then i'll go to the first event for that okay so um that's really weird though i hadn't really thought about that that i've been to because i know i was like i went to the last event and the first event or the last event at three rivers first event at heinz field and they were the same thing people like what i'm like (laughs) they were in sync concerts (laughs) they were different tours though yeah but no that's fun yeah, uh, Taylor messed up traffic to where I was really concerned about how I was going to pick up my daughter on Friday from her program yes. that was down near. And she actually texted me around one because I had asked the program director the day before. I was like, hey, do you have any idea what it's going to be like down here tomorrow? Because I want to make sure I leave early enough that I am not sick. She was done at three that I'm not late. Right. So I was at the office until and I was like, OK, I'm going to leave around one. It typically takes a half hour to get there. But I was like, I'm going to leave at one. Figure I'll get there. 2.30. Yeah. So she texted me around one and was like, hey, traffic's backed up because of Taylor Swift. And um, there was also the Juneteenth parade was yesterday. Downtown. Oh, yes. And I said, yeah, I know. This is what we were talking about yesterday. And she just said, okay. So I got there and I wound up only, but I want all the back ways. Yeah. And I got there probably about 2.10. Okay. So only 20 minutes earlier than I thought I had and still double the time than it typically takes. And I just happened to text her like, hey, don't worry. I made it. You know, I'm I'm going on time. She's like, are you outside? Yeah. She's like, okay, we're done. That's what she was telling me at one o'clock. But she didn't no. tell me we're done. But I still wouldn't have made it down there in time. Right. Like, I still wouldn't have made it there by 110. No. Um, so she finished her first week at, she's doing three two-week programs for, and they're kind of called like work experiences or career exploration programs. And uh-huh. she finished the first week of the first one this week. She goes the second week next week. And then the week after that, she goes to away to camp for the second year in a row. So um, she has a busy summer and kind of got that kicked off. And like I shared earlier yesterday, we went to my one nephew's graduation party and next Sunday is the last one. And then all the grandkids are done. That's and crazy. we have other big life events that they can wait like five years to do. So we're good. <laughs> we just, we all discussed that yesterday. We all told them, we're like, guys, five years, just give us at least five years, please. And then we all started talking about the ages that we got married and we're like, oh shoot. <laughs> so yeah. there's all that. But then she also, so back to my daughter, she also sprained her ankle on Wednesday. She had oh, no. no Tuesday, Tuesday. I'm sorry. She had tripped 
at her social skills program and where my husband's always the one that picks her up. It's like, I drop her off. He picks her up like 90% of the time. He's the one that picks her up. Right. So they called him and well, she did tell them I was working because my son had to take her because I was working. Okay. So he calls me. He's like, she's fine. She sprained her ankle, but she wants to stay. And you know, when she started this program, I had to basically like carry her in, like kicking and screaming. Right. And so now she's like, nope, I'll stay <laughs> the sprained ankle. An hour later, they called and we're like, um, she, she needs to leave. Like she's, she wants to leave. She's not feeling good. She thought that she could uh, power through. And so I text our friend and said, um, can you check a sprained ankle real quick without me just having to go to the emergency room to make sure that it's just a sprained ankle and nothing worse. It's pouring yeah. down rain. And she's like, of course, you know, stop by. She checked it in two seconds. She's like, yeah, it's just sprained, but that helped her so much. I mean, my daughter has no issues with doctors or any anymore. It used to be an issue. Daniel Tiger, by the way, excellent program for helping kids overcome fears. Cause when she used to hate getting shots or uh, blood drawn, uh -huh. she watched an episode of Daniel Tiger and she memorized it. And that's one of the perks of Daniel Tiger is he repeats a lot of the things and then makes a song out of the things. Yes. And she remembered the songs and she would sing it as she was getting blood drawn or getting a shot and oh, she nice. became okay with it. And I mean, still not her favorite thing, but it wasn't yeah. as bad. So yay, Daniel Tiger. Thank you. Years and years and years ago. Um, but I mean, I wasn't worried about her being scared of going to the ER, but obviously like hours on a Tuesday night and it was raining, it was pouring down rain that whole night. So you know yeah. that there's a ton of accidents and a 19 year old's ankle is not going to be seen right away. So that was that we were able to do that, but she was thankful that it was our friend that told her what to do. And she has a yeah. loft bed. So we had to take the mattress off the loft bed and put it on the floor. So she's had to sleep Aww. on the floor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just very, very, very crazy week. So I hope this week's easier, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right. I think that's it. So join us on Thursday as we share part two of our conversation with Rob. And I think I messed up saying his last name on part one. So I apologize. And now I'm second guessing how to say his last name because I listened to it and I heard him <laughs> say it and I was like, shoot, I think I said it wrong. So we're just going to go with Rob. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So have a good week and we'll meet you at the pier. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer54Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.